0: Five o'clock hours here. Seventy seven cent beers. Bud, Bud Light, Mick Ultra, Silver Seven, Silver Sevens, Flamingo and Paradise. Got a big game tonight. Two bars to uh, pick from to watch the game, sportsbook as well, William Hill Sportsbook. We're at the Bud Light Sports Bar, like we are, every week at Silver Sevens. On the way back, Dana White. You can find probably a thousand different videos of Dana's inspirational talk up on TikTok. You know I'm addicted to TikTok. And the portal right now. I've got problems. I've got big problems. Are you a savage? I don't think Put so. Put aside the COVID part of it. Are you a savage? I don't he, was think so. about, he was talking he talking about the, the kids these days and what pansies they are. You're a savage.
1: I don't think so. You're a savage? I don't think Savage I don't think is the right term. You
0: run people over. People don't know that about you. If you need to, you'll run people
1: over. Uh I mean I guess. If you have to, if like you're, if it's an emergency situation. I guess. I just mean like I was driving like not a, driving, driving, not like driving. A, I was driving like a savage today with the. There you go. This town sucks. Oh, right it's now. it's awesome right this now. This town sucks. I, it's, right you know right. what I?
0: I've conditioned myself now. When I see a cone, I just I, I throw my hand up and I laugh and I'm like reroute. I don't even know how I got here today. I, I like, like you. Seriously, I can't recap how I got here. There are so many twists and turns on the streets of I, Vegas. I. I was coming down and I was somehow I got then I was I, I love the old name of this too I don't think anyone calls it this the super arterial which is not that super anymore uh, DI because that's always under construction that's great. so there was like it was like cone this route screwed up uh, right now I, I think because I won't go near it I believe that phase one of the repaving of the area that F1 will use I believe that's going down from um, well Spring Mountain gets renamed what sands for a little bit then it turns into twain but that portion that kind of snakes behind the venetian and the sands convention center up to koval that's getting repaved so i think it is unless they delayed it because i'm going around it i'm nowhere near it but like the alternate routes today somehow my map in this case i'll give a shout out to waze um was like hey get on di and then i i pull up on di cones on the left i'm like
1: come on come on it's it's Call me everywhere, the, every street. Oh, Let's go. The ride from my door to my office I know is it's all, it's 18 minutes. I usually make it in like 15 or 16. Yeah. Almost every time. Almost every time. Now, what is it? it was it hour 7 today? <laughs> and it's it's so inf- cuz look, you, eventually you have to do construction. I get it. Yeah. 15 construction is happening that's fine do it on but every route though at the same why time why the, the alternates are maryland would be like frank sinatra or dean martin no and then no, like no, no like no. no construction there too there too why are all the alternate routes under construction at the same time the main route is i love it why yeah. let those be free nope. while you're working on one thing and then uh, it is let's just get it we get infuriated. it done we get, we get it done in three years but we they'll, don't know there'll be get no it done more cones in seven years there'll be no more cones yeah right I'm sure nothing's going to be started in the meantime.
0: And then then after the seven years, they'll look at it again and be like, oh, those projects that we did 14 years ago. eh." Don't do the alternate routes
1: at the same time that you're doing. I love it. No.
0: I love it. I've been down in this area a couple times today. I drove back and forth. I did some really good multimedia earlier in the day over at the UNLV football facility.
1: Did you check that out? I don't think you know how to stand. Okay. I mean, you're – dressing is it's whatever i mean you're wearing like a parka uh it's the first hot day of the year but i
0: prepped for warm weather um sure we were because caleb Herring and i did a really quick video like 18 seconds uh which by the way took three takes which is pretty impressive
1: your fault or his
0: uh none of our fault it was perfect all three times you knew whose fault it was the camera no what happens at that facility Oh, planes. Yep. yep, plane interrupted one of them, and then we're uh, we, they were closing out of practice, and all of a sudden it's like Rrr! with the horn, I'm like that ah, was perfect. They, they needed they needed a certain logo, and I I only have my favorite logo of all time is the alternate logo that you had to figure out with a the diagram,
1: new, the new UNOV logo. Yeah, yeah, well, the
0: new old it already it got nixed in three years because people hated it so but much. But I don't. had so I had to have a, a logo. So Caleb showed up in a short sleeve golf shirt, and I showed up in a parka.
1: But also, it's you're funny. You are standing, your palms facing behind you, so you're the tops of your hands, the back of your hands facing the camera. Yeah,
0: I have good. I have good. My tops of my hands look pretty young. But sh- the palms look old.
1: But your arms to your side, yeah. but like like almost flexing to where you're just you look you look like uh, the uh, who's the bagel guy?
0: Bo- bagel boss? Bagel little boss? Little guy? You look like I him. do. Kind of look like him. A little taller. Yeah.
1: But like the, with, an angry, yep. with an angry, like your arms don't move, yep. it doesn't make any sense how you're standing. And then we
0: started gesturing with our hands. I think he mimicked me.
1: Well, Caleb Caleb looks like he's naturally just standing there talking. Right. You look, I don't know what you look, I don't know what you're going so it's, for. It's
0: always going to be awkward.
1: Well, you don't know how to smile, and yeah. apparently you don't know where to put your arms. Well, you have that problem. Sure. I
0: don't know why people, why fixate on stuff like that? Just listen. Don't worry about what the image looks like.
1: Well, I was watching it with no sound. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. So I just, I just saw I just saw your angry stance. I figured you were yelling about something. So, well, no.
0: Well, I was yelling to come out to the spring showcase, which is 1 yes. o'clock on Saturday. And free admission, can, free parking, meet and greet after the game with coaches, I think players as well.
1: And broadcasters?
0: Rare chance. You can, you can meet and greet here if you want. or any. We're out almost every day. But come out.
1: So I can meet you if I show up on Saturday? Yes. Okay. That's we
0: will we'll take a picture together.
1: Yeah, so It'll be the so first one we've done for. together in years. Are you gonna angrily stand there with your with your arms flexed to your side? I might if I feel threatened. Okay. What, was Caleb threatening you in that video?
0: Um, there's footballs there. Okay. And big people running, and they they always start. You know, it's funny. To, at the end of practice, we'll talk to Barry Odom, uh, which by the way, we're going to play some of that in a little bit. Uh, there's always a tractor that starts up. And I'm I'm not saying I don't trust the particular driver of the tractor. But I don't trust stuff driving around me. Will they let you when drive the a tractor car. Saturday? I would like to come out on the tractor.
1: Okay.
0: I hope I don't need to go off on a tractor. That'll mean something bad happened. Most likely. Because last year was actually interesting. So Caleb and I will be on the field or on the sidelines, kind of calling the action. Very, it's not play by play. Kind of just, hey, here's what they're doing, and you know, Cofield knows the players, so. Um, last year, there were a few times where I got a little too close to the action. Like if there was a like a big fumble return, my, I would have lumbered off the field and probably got clipped.
1: Now it's a whole new staff that has to understand your nonsense. So. Okay. Have to figure you out.
0: It's a good point. I haven't talked to all the assistant coaches yeah. yet.
1: The old staff was just like, okay. The,
0: the last i actually featured a coach who thought I was spying on the team. Were you? Yeah, I really didn't tell that story. Yeah. But, yes, I was spying on the team during a game. Oh, and they're taking pictures. And I am trying to listen in to what's going on. I don't divulge any really Taking important pictures information. You the
1: of the whiteboard that they're drawing plays up on? No, the, I would the never. Tablet on the side you, know,
0: you, you know, I'm very aware of that stuff. I would never.
1: You sent me the photos of what play they were going to call? I,
0: I, I wouldn't even know it was on the whiteboard. You're right. Actually, I did. Uh, I would stand there as they, were, as they were drawing up stuff on the, the whiteboard. Here's the thing that um, when I work the sidelines, I can't hear. So everything is actually really confidential. I'm trying to lip read. I'm like, I can't lip read. You're like, I, th- I think they said they're going to the mall after yeah, this? I yeah, don't know. Yeah. And then I report upstairs. I'm like, well, this particular offensive, Naki Fahina is in a weird stance. His arms are forward. He look. I don't know. So maybe that's what I'm mimicking. I brought it all back.
1: Probably. Tied it in.
0: All right. Knights tonight. So decision has been made against the Kings. Uh, Jonathan Quick doesn't get the dramatic play against his former team. Goalie is still a – Really interesting situation here. Do you like, well, I was going to say, do you like Persuad in there? Beyond that, they don't have much choice because what's happening right now with Logan Thompson? Uh,
1: Still out. Still trying to come back from his injury. Uh, Same with Aiden Hill. Still not back from his injury as well. So they are uh, figuring out their options in terms of when they can come back, when they can get back on the ice, start skating, and uh, try to get back in the lineup and how close to healthy they'll be uh, when when a decision has to be made for who's going to start Game One of the playoffs, uh, coming up in just you know just what a little over a week, so um, a lot of decisions to be made for this team in net, and I think Prosoa tonight is getting an audition of, hey, it's going to be a playoff type atmosphere. It's at home. It'll look very similar to potentially even the actual matchup of of the first round. They hope it's not, but uh, might look just like this matchup. Might be the same team. Let's see what you got. This is a playoff atmosphere type game. Can you handle it? And I think that's the chance that he's being given right now.
0: So when they made trades around the deadline, I think the thought was what? Top two lines, there's a real good chance that uh, Barbashev. Barbie? Barbie would be a big contributor. Has there been a, a surprise <laughs> infusion of energy to these first two lines?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, there's, there's several guys uh, that have really – you know, contributed more uh, than would be expected, and that you know have definitely given them a boost in terms of uh, you know production and uh, what they've been able to do for the team. Dorf, Five, who's been in the you know organization for a while, uh, has been very productive uh, for sure. He's played a lot with Smith and Carlson on the second line. Uh, they are mi- they mixed him in a little bit up on the first line with Eichel and Marchessault last game, and it looks like he's going to get that promotion up there for tonight at least. Uh, with Eichel and Marchessault on the first line, Amadio back in. He will play with Smith and Carlson on the second line. Chandler Stevenson's return uh, kind of precipitated a little bit of movement there. He's on. He's you know centering that third line. So Dora 5 in particular has been the guy that has been just super productive. And they're moving around a little bit, seeing where he fits in best. But a lot of decisions we be made because at their best, and obviously Stone still not out there. So uh, at their best, they are. You know, a team that's going to have to make a lot of decisions up front. We talk about the goaltending decision and who's going to go in there, but they're going to have to make some decisions of who plays among their forwards because they have more than 12 that have been productive and uh, can contribute once the playoffs start.
0: Giveaway time coming up on the 7th. That's this Friday and the 14th. PFL is in town for an extended stay. We've got tickets for the April 7th show. Uh, it's PFL over at Virgin. Uh, Right down the road from us here at Silver 7s, Virgin is hosting the Professionals Fighters League. AXS.com is where you can get your tickets. It's MMA, PFL, to get all the info on this card. we got two tickets right now. Ari's got them, 364-1100, 364-1100. It's PFL, live at Virgin. Shows on the 7th and the 14th. We've got tickets for the 7th. Grab your tickets at AXS.com. Again, it's a Friday night show. At the theater at Virgin 364-1100, call 7. Sign up for an
1: A-play card and receive a guaranteed $10 in free play with a chance to win up to $150 in free play at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook Inside Silver
2: 7s. 7
0: o'clock puck drop tonight. Knights hosting the Kings big game at the Fortress. If you're going to watch the game here at Silver 7s, it's a great spot. For all night's games, 77-cent bottles of Bud, Bud Light, and McUltra. Sign up for the A-Play card while you're down here. they got great prize giveaways on Tuesdays and Fridays. It's Adam, it's Cofield, it's Angel on the scene here at the Bud Light Sports Bar. On the game tonight, we talked about the goalie situation. We talked about the infusion from in the organization and outside of the organization to lines one and two. I feel like, and this is, I think I'm correct on this going back two years. I feel like there's a little bit of deja vu because things were going well uh, a couple of years ago on most fronts. People were bullish on the nights going into the playoffs. And I remember you talking about the last three weeks of the season, the power play. And everyone's like, shut the F up. They're playing well. Stop nitpicking,
1: including Pete DeBoer
0: he got annoyed with you
1: it was the, after the I think it was before the last game of the season uh, it was still on zoom back then and I was on the zoom and I just said you know how important is it to finally get the power play going like you you guys have been playing well otherwise but at, at some point in playoff series you need to have that going and it, it needs to be you know something that can get you goals in games that are usually going to be one or two you know very low scoring games and he just said look we're you know we're playing very well right now like well, that'll come i get okay. adams i get
0: adams notes today power play is absolutely awful right now you just won't yes. let this go will you
1: you won't well, let this go It kind of it came back to haunt them last year and now it's yep. it's looking bad again and by the way the power play was better this year it absolutely correlates with the loss of mark stone uh, when he went out uh, they were okay and since he's been hurt it has been a very 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 bad issue uh, for this team. So um, the numbers are ugly; they are not good. And by the way, now all of a sudden, the last you know couple of weeks, the penalty kill has been awful too. So um, the the special teams for the Golden Knights are you know really really troubling right now. Um, and again, their record has been great, uh, but it's it's not going to be it's not going to be the outcome they want in the playoffs if they can't get something out of this, especially the way that they have question marks and goal. Uh, yeah, even strength, they've been probably the best team in the league for the last, you know, two months. But those those special teams are going to come back to haunt them probably at some point in the in the playoffs if they can't get it figured out. And, like, unless Mark Stone is walking through that door, I don't know that the power play is necessarily going to get solved. They just have to figure something out.
0: I have to bet this tonight.
1: Bet what? Over?
0: No. Just the game in general. Six is the total. Knights slight favorites at minus one twenty-five. Hmm.
1: They've been better on the road. Now they're at home, so there's. I mean, it's more important for the Kings, but it's very important for the Knights too. And they're trying to hold off. Uh, they're trying to hold off Edmonton right now. They're one point ahead uh, with one game in hand. So even if they lose tonight, they're still even amount of games and. One point point ahead of Edmonton. The Kings, if they lose tonight, are pretty much done in terms of trying to win the division. Uh, That'll probably do it for them and probably do it for them finishing second, too. Mm. That means they're going to start on the road uh, after playing very, very well the last couple months.
0: We got football action coming up on Saturday. Allegiant is open, free to get in, free to park. The new look, Rebels will be out there with a new coaching staff led by Barry Odom. Same quarterback, that's really good because that hasn't been the case year to year for like 10 years. A lot of holdovers, a lot of newcomers. Talked to Barry Odom today getting ready for the spring game, and uh, Paloma from Fox 5 had a really good question to start out this block, uh, talking about the staff wanting to see more physicality from the offense and specifically where do they want to see that physicality from
2: Barry Odom. I think up front, you know, and that, that's some things that I think are important in winning is you've got to be able to run the ball, and it doesn't mean line up and you have to run the power, you know, 40 snaps a game. There's a lot of quarterback run element that can be included. There's, you know, perimeter pass game, which can turn into a running play, but it all starts with the line of scrimmage. How important it is in, in any league, and especially this one, for us to be able to run the football and then on the other side stop the run. Uh, that's how games are won. And we've got to make sure that the the physicality, the side of that on what it looks like, the fit uh, on defense, the able to get a push on offense up front, that's so important to our success.
0: Introducing new offense, new defense systems is always a challenge in the spring, but with the last couple of days winding down, what's kind of the expectation that you've been setting for the off season when the players are away from the field, away from, I guess, the the film room to to come back in the fall ready to go?
2: I think we can. can't let down just because we you know they only give us 15 practices there's there's going to be times and days that you know in lifting then creatively the players are going to you know they're still going to continue to advance their position skill set and all the good teams i've ever been around they they take uh, pride in in doing that and continuing to develop that's one way luckily for us we've got four weeks in the weight room and we need it And then those guys, I I do want them, you know, besides the weight room work, they they need to take a little break too and do a great job finishing with academic work and finals and those things. But then the month of May uh, is so important to our success. And then the month of June is – then it ramps up and we're getting close.
0: It never ends. It never ends. Caleb Herring with a question in the middle there about the offense. I think – the defense is a little bit ahead of the offense. I also don't think the offense is complete from a personnel standpoint. I think it's going to be something they concentrate on in the portal. And you know I'm very much about the portal and very much about recruiting. you got to have the Jimmys and Joes, right? Um, you're going to hear my voice at the beginning of this, and I just wanted to get a, an idea for the fans and myself, an idea about what the staff is looking at here from a recruiting standpoint for the future and the season coming up uh, when it comes to the calendar. After the spring game,
2: what's the recruiting calendar look like in terms of contact with high school players, and then when is the portal open? Yeah, we'll get um, the great thing about starting early in spring practice. uh, On the back side of spring, now we've got four weeks that we get another lifting cycle in, and that's one reason we started so early. It's because I think this team needs it. Um, You know, we need the developmental phase of the next four weeks to get in the weight room and continue to develop our skills in that way. and then our coaches will get on the road the 16th, I believe, uh, is the date, is that following Monday. It's going to be an all Vegas day. We're going to hit every school in the city and excited about that and the opportunity to get back out uh, with our staff. Um, and then they're out and back in through spring recruiting over the course of the next four weeks before final start. And the portal, when does that open? Yeah, it's uh, May 1, I believe May 1 to uh, May 15th, they're able to, to come to campus, so uh, whatever that looks like. So uh, we'll be busy. So on the on the high school front, I'm sorry,
0: on the high school front, if you follow social media, there's a ton of buzz. The kids are putting up, hey, they're coming out. It looks like you've had dozens and dozens and dozens of local kids out to uh, to visit. So what's the
2: progress there? Do you still feel like you have a lot of work to do? Is there still some resistance? Have you broken down those barriers? I think you, it's always a work in progress. You've got to work just like any relationship. You, you can't just say, hey, you know, we saw you one time. I hope it's good. You just got to keep working. And time and effort and being deliberate about that is um, our focus. And I think a uh, rough estimate, we've had around 800 prospects attend spring practices. So that's that's been awesome. And um, you know, I think I want them to be able to see what is here, to see our coaches coach. And that's been a big part of it, and we'll continue that on throughout spring and then into summer when we get into June. Um, we'll have eight camps here, eight prospect camps. It'll be so exciting, the chance to get kids back on campus and then also evaluate them and, and for us to coach them. It's not our camps aren't just, hey, hide and wait, line up and run a 40. We're going to go coach. We're going to put them through position drills, and they're going to get something out of it. Yeah, the airplanes are going to change at some point. The initial plan for uh, Unilead
0: football in the spring was to go inside a lot, uh, but the room they were going to do press conference in uh, was unavailable, so the planes, the planes to ruin. You know how much I love audio. By the way, great great memory because it even took – I have a pretty good memory. I remember the stupid things about the show. Great show of memory on our uh, messaging system when that noise was playing. Ari said, plane, let's see if you know this, planes over leaf blowers. Let's see if you remember something Oof. from the show.
1: A leaf blower incident? Yeah. I don't remember.
0: I remember how we did the shows during COVID, like especially when it, when it was like really heated up the first sure. like three months. Sure. We did the show from, from my backyard, and uh, my, neighbor neighbor, had, yeah, my neighbor had her landscaper out, and they were like the loudest gas leaf blowers ever, and I'm like,
1: ah, Break. It was good. They were loud. They, they were, were loud. They were very loud. Hey, yeah. That was. We were on the air. We were battling to get on the air. We had a show was to was do, do here. This is our studio. People can have people can have no show, or they can have a show with leaf blowers going on. <laughs> what do you want? Oh boy, those were the days. We should go back to your backyard. That was fun.
0: Uh, it was fun. Though this this year would have been Actually, horrendous with the wind and the cold.
1: I'll tell you, it was fun. Nobody's on the road then. Yeah, that was.
0: Those were. Glorious that was times. nice. Those were glorious times. Don't get frustrated about the roads. It's only F one's here in November. It's not. It's not going to be that long. It's only, it's, and the and the fifteen and drop will be done starting, like no right won't. around the corner. No, it
1: won't. It's going to be after I the know, Super Bowl. I know it won't. Uh,
0: spring showcase coming up on Saturday. It's a one o'clock start. They are going to play a lots of eleven on eleven. Beat Steve Kofi uh, Barry Odom did point out that they're injury wise are a little beat up and thin on the interior of the offensive line, so they're going to have to kind of decide. Who's available? Who's not? But it'll be entertaining, and you're going to see uh, a brand new offense—the go-go offense—is fabulous to watch. I don't know what the hell's going on. The ball is everywhere. There's misdirection, um, and the de- I think this defense has a chance to be pretty good. And they're switching to a new defense where they're going to attack a lot. You know, think San Diego State. Think what New Mexico tries to do with the three-three-five. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at Adam Hill LVRJ, or tweet the show at Cofield and Co. Last couple things on uh, what we talked about with Barry Odom, the UNLV football coach, and then we'll get to uh, a grab bag of sorts as we take you to the close of the show here at Silver 7. So a few things that uh, Odom mentioned, uh, talking about lifting in the next four weeks. I think on defense, probably need to get a little bigger at some positions. Four weeks of lifting is not going to get that done um we'll give you some more details on the defense and where it stands with the 335 on our podcast so if you look on my twitter account we tweet out the podcast there's also a audio landing page with Learfield so I'll send out the link on that and there's a ton of assistant coach interviews and then clips from Odom uh but they're UNLV is still dealing with in terms of building your defense um health issues with and I don't think it's a serious health issue with Xavier Carter or Xavier Carter from LSU, who could be one of the outside guys. And remember, Brendan Scott was one of the rising stars two years ago, tore his ACL around the time of last year's spring game, and I didn't see him practice really at all this spring. He was on the side, you know, working on conditioning with another injured player, uh, but he has a chance to be, you know, a really high upside if they keep him on the outside. Uh, so keep an eye on Brendan Scott uh, when they return back in August or late July, right? Um, The Vegas recruiting, I think, is really interesting because I saw you raise your eyebrows to the comment about recruiting in general. This facility was uh, meant to be kind of, you know, like the beacon of hope that uh, what UNLV football can be. And they really didn't get to use it COVID year. They got to use a little more last year, but now they're like, they got here. I mean, you remember Odom telling the story about uh, at his opening press conference that he was in town and just kind of like drove over to UNLV. Um, This was before I think he had the job. Uh, Maybe it was another recruiting trip. And he's like, oh, let me go see their facility. And he actually walked into the facility. So I think they see what they have here, and they're like, hey, this is pretty good. By Mountain West standards, it's one of the best. we got to use this. So not only for the local kids, there's local kids out there every practice. And they're tweeting about it, posting pictures. But Odom said they've had like 800 visitors come in to check out the facilities and check out practice.
1: Yeah, it's important. It's, it's why you have it. I mean, we've we've talked about a couple of different programs where they don't bring the kids to the facilities, mostly in basketball. We talked about, uh, I talked to one coach who said he has to sign guys before they come to town uh, because once they come to town, there's no way they're going to sign there. And, you know, Dusty May from Florida Atlantic talked about it in basketball where he said they'd invested a lot in football but nothing in basketball. So when they would bring recruits, they would bring them to the football facility and not show them the basketball facility because it was so subpar uh, but you, you know, you can do tricks and little gimmicks and games. But when you actually have something to show off, it becomes very important for recruiting and very important for you know just getting people to see it and get them in there and get them comfortable with it and uh, fall in love with it. And that's what they're trying to do right now.
0: So good things, good things on the way with UNLV football. They're uh, upping the recruiting efforts. NBA action. I've seen this all year long, and maybe I just don't get it. Is the NBA the only league where the writers, some of the fans, and even the teams care about the MVP anymore? Because I don't – does anyone care about who wins the MLB MVP? The baseball is so dopey they drop it in the middle of – I don't even know what it is anymore. I don't think they've changed the time, but it's always in the middle of a busy sports time. I don't think people care about that MVP. I mean, there's a little bit of betting interest in the NFL MVP, but it's not – it's not like the NBA. The NHL awards are kind of
1: significant, kind of. Sure. Why, why is the MVP award so big? I, th- I just think it's betting. Okay. I think it's the biggest betting market in terms of the MVP pool. I, I honestly think because I've definitely seen a huge uptick the last three, four years. Obviously, that you know, goes with uh, Jokic and the, the controversy over him uh, getting these MVPs, but, uh, yeah, I definitely think. Um, a lot of it is is just the betting pools, and how many people like to wager on it and get involved in it, and uh, it seems to be the one that people are most interested in betting. So that's I think what's driven it. Sorry,
0: I was just trying to look up. I, you know, every once in a while, Adam, I get these random thoughts. And I and before I get to this, I, I understand in the NBA, you know, it's the star players, uh, and there is this philosophical argument, right, with Embiid. As, as the impact, although, do, do you think Embiid is a traditional center when you add in the fact that he can't shoot the three ball?
1: Uh, like, I really. feel like
0: the, the game, I, I just asked you a question, I cut you off, but no. the, the game is now, it seems like we're devaluing the 7-foot, you know, 260-pound guys. And we want more skilled guys, and it's generally moving towards smaller guys.
1: But it's, yeah, it's the, it's the giant guys who don't play center. He's that's, not really a center anymore. No. No, I don't think so. But I mean, if you're a center, you're not really you know, you're not really relevant that much anymore. That's why when somebody is, it's kinda of so surprising and so um, you know, so notable and, and you know, in Jokic's case he wasn't really a center either. I mean he's, he's out there that's what I mean making passes and it's
0: more of the Euro game. Yeah. But it's just funny as we're as we're starting to kind of crack we're we're more than starting to. We're cracking down on the value of the center in the NBA. I just, you know, it's interesting that both guys are, you know, these guys, the guys we argue about with the MVP.
1: Yeah, but it's a, it's a guy who can be a center, but isn't. I think that's the right. that's the key. I mean, look, it, it's it's funny. I was, man, I'm trying to remember who we were arguing about, and it was actually uh, Josh McDaniels was part of this argument that we were kind of arguing. It was a a football media room debate, and Josh McDaniels chimed in on it and was talking about some of the centers of the past that, you know, hey, they would they would just get the ball right now and. You know, back these guys down and hit that turnaround jumper off the glass. Like, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. And there's a reason we don't do that anymore. It's not efficient. These guys are perfectly capable of doing that. It's not an efficient shot. It's not an efficient way to play.
0: I hope when you said this to him, he stopped for a second and said, you're right. Because <laughs> for a football coach who clearly is in analytics, I mean, what if you did the same argument with him about, you know, some 222-pound defensive end? Who was awesome in 1969? Trying to go against, you know, an elite six-seven, three thirty guy who's a dancing bear now, who doesn't give anything. Up.
1: It's it's tough for people to to break away from their era. Yeah, but he's it's not just, he's not old. He's when, younger than
0: both of us. Sure. Is he? No, I think he's older. He's younger than me. me. I think he's older than
1: me. He looks younger than you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, we're, close, we're similar. We're right yeah. around the same age. Yeah. But, but I mean, that was my era, too. But I'm not stuck in that. Exactly. I don't. I don't romanticize that. I just I'm, – I'm realistic. Guys get faster, bigger, stronger, better.
0: Now, I will say in basketball, I do believe there is a point where playing outside, trying to face the basket, like where you're so big that it may not be optimal. I'm – I'm starting to fade just a little bit on Victor Webanyama. Okay. O- only, only from only from this standpoint. I mean, like,
1: did you watch the the highlight that I, was going I around the other day? Yes, I did see That's him shoot a three, so ridiculous. and then he
0: suddenly <laughs> pops into the shot and finishes with a dunk <laughs> after he closes the space in like a half a second. Yeah, no, my my, my biggest special. my biggest thing with him is health, okay. and I think it's a legit concern. Uh, I'm not going to sit here right now and say that Scoot Henderson needs to be the number one pick, but I'm probably closer to that than almost anyone else. I worry about his health. He's, I mean, seven foot five is crazy, and it's almost like we we talk,
1: you're almost thinking seven five from forty years ago though. Um, like it's I mean, seven five is athlete. He's not he's not Mark Eaton, right? But is is there a point
0: where you're stretched out and you're so big that you can't? Be athletic and healthy, at that height.
1: I think seven five is the new six six.
0: That's not the new six six. I think it is six tens. Guys are just getting giant. Some, some six tens are the are the I guess the new six six.
1: Guys are just getting giant now.
0: You know, there's another weird prodigy story developing in the transfer portal.
1: <laughs> so I'm thought off because I just saw something on Twitter. But uh, the Kings injury report for tomorrow, not the Kings for tonight, the NBA Kings for tomorrow. Seven of their top eight players are questionable tomorrow.
0: Okay. (laughs) But get hit by those injuries or not injuries.
1: Maybe you're right. Maybe guys are too tall now. They're they're getting hurt. So I noticed something
0: the other day, and I've seen this a few times, where a prospect is in the portal, in the basketball portal, college basketball portal, and there's a list of like 47 schools that have reached out. You're like, okay. There was a kid the other day, Jonathan Pierre, the first. List included UNLV. There was 80 schools on the list that have reached out. Uh, Claims are now that 120 schools have reached out. Now, if you're wondering why, he is a 6'9", 2 guard. He's at Nova Southeastern in Fort Lauderdale, Florida.
1: Aren't you worried about health?
0: A little bit. A little bit. Well, I mean, any anytime you see a guy, in the case of Webanyama, who's what, 7'5", and 2'10"? Sure. Two fifteen, like how is he going to fill out? In this case, this is legit. I mean, you're mocking. Webin has been tall for a long time. Sure, but in this case, in this case, this kid landed at this Division two school, which, by the way, went sixty seven and one. He averaged fifteen points a game this last year. He talked about the fact that he, had, he was six two at one at one point. I think it was late in high school when he sprouted up. He said in like a month he was six seven. So th- those those cases you do worry about a little bit kind of developing and you're growing into that body. Sure. But anyway, this is why the portal's great because this guy got no attention or very little attention coming out of high school. And now he had this growth spurt. And I don't know, what's what's the story of the greatest growth spurt in college basketball history if we go back? It's probably David Robinson. Yeah. Because David Robinson goes to the Naval Academy and, you know, at one point he was six six, and all of a sudden he sprouts up to 6'11", foot. it changed his whole life.
1: I mean, I, I always think back to I actually was on a class field trip to Army, or excuse me, to Navy yeah, uh, in Maryland, in Annapolis, and we saw the you know the cadets line up midshipmen, I guess they're called, uh, and there was just like the one giant one in the middle. Right. And we we're all like, oh, that's David Robinson, clearly. He just stood out so much from everybody else. It was fantastic.
0: This kid has 120 schools that have reached out and – my guess is he's going to land at a big-time power five. So, so far, I think he's met with Oklahoma, Charleston. I guess he's got meetings with Memphis and LSU, uh, working on calls with Auburn and Duke. So, that's a pretty good story. Nova, I, 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 I've heard of Nova Southeastern. I had no idea. I but knew I it was a Florida school. I had no idea it was in the I Lauderdale. thought they had, like, a
1: ton of campuses, though.
0: Oh, no. Is that right?
1: I thought it was one of those type of schools, but maybe the basketball team. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think you're I, probably I right. think so Jonathan
0: Pierre is his name. You're all over it. Well, I'm all over it. I'm just discovering the story like everyone you else. Love, you love I the mean, portal. Well, when I see a kid, a Division II kid, has 80 schools reach out and three days later it's 120, that's kind of a cool story to follow. On the way back, we got to get to a little bit of baseball. We love, I do, angst and heat in baseball. So we'll uh, get to what's going on with uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. as he's trying to work his way back to the major leagues after multiple suspensions.
1: Come hang with Cofield and Company at the Golden Circle Sports Book and Bar inside TI. Free parking, great food and drink specials, and giveaways every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Golden Circle Sports Book and Bar inside TI.
2: Stick your hand in there, Dave.
0: Adam Hill, Steve Cofield, closing things out here at Silver Sevens. Come on down, watch a hockey game tonight. It's the Kings in town to take on your Golden Knights 77-cent bottle special on McUltra. Bud and Bud Light. Two bars to uh, hang out at. Sportsbook as well. William Hill, Racing Sportsbook, Bud Light Sports Bar, and Silver and Gold Bar across the way. Baseball scores right now, Adam Hill. Atlanta is on top of San Diego. It's in Atlanta. Top five. Three-run homer for Matt Carpenter. I don't know how he has revitalized his career, but good for him. Yankees helped him out. Uh, But Atlanta leads right now with uh, Strider, young kid with uh, eight Ks and four innings on the mound for the Braves. Padres are star studded. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? They spend a lot of. It's not actually. It's not ridiculous. That's what you do. Go out and spend money, draw fans, and make money. Uh, Tatis is not back yet, but he is getting a chance to play in the minor leagues. How's that going?
1: Uh, Well, he crushed a home run. So what could be what could be pro, what could be the problem Yes
0: let's all cheer for Fernando Tatis jr
1: except for maybe the players who are trying to make it to the major leagues who give up said home runs uh, who might not as be, might not be as happy and that happened because Tatis hit a home run and the tweet was sent out showing uh, what a what a great moment it was except for the pitcher who then responded on Twitter and said uh, yeah give him a home run to a cheater nice. That's good. You like that? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know that it matters either way, but it was kind of, you know, the tweet called him, basically was like, hey, what a story for this kid to tell. He gave him a home run to Fernando Tatis. And he was like, yeah, give him a home run to a cheater. Like, he's in Triple A because he cheated, and he's on a rehab assignment to try to, you know, to try to make it back uh, because he's not allowed to play in the major leagues right now because he was suspended for steroids. So I I get it. I get why he's frustrated. I mean, it's probably best for him to, to, to not do it, but I don't have that much of a problem with it.
0: So for me, this brings up a bigger theme going back now 35 years. There's a brotherhood, supposedly, amongst athletes. And now we're starting to see more and more when athletes leave, when they get old and they go into broadcasting, they don't give a crap. They... For their brand, they'll dump all over the current a athletes, right? They don't stick together. Back to 87, when I believe the Royd era started in baseball. I think it even started in the early 80s. Should players have been self-policing and coming out more and more and crushing other players who they knew were juicing? Because it costs a lot of guys at AAA and you know barely got into the majors' careers by guys passing them by.
1: They they probably should. The problem right? the problem, like you, the problem but, that they had was how do their you teams. do it?
0: How do you do it without being ostracized and without selling your teammates out? And without selling your teammates that's, out because that's the problem. And then players started doing that, which was absurd. You know, you'd have Kurt Schilling saying something, and you know, you know, it turns out I believe he was a cheater. But you'd have guys calling out another team, and it's like, hey, how about on your team? Yeah. You have someone on the Red Sox or the Yankees call out another team, or someone on the Giants call out another team.
1: Yeah, how? First of all, Giants for clean. How dare you? Like, yeah, I mean, that, that is that is the what Cardinals it
0: is. Cardinals calling out the Astros. I mean, they yep. didn't play in the same league for a long time, but, but that, that no, they is, actually did, and now they don't.
1: That was the issue, because if you came out and said, hey, look, you know, yeah, I'm giving up home runs to guys that are not on the up and up, your teammates are probably looking at you like, hey, man, shut up. Yeah. What are you doing?
0: Oh, you're a pitcher? Yeah, how about your number one pitcher yeah. who all of a sudden is throwing 96 when he was sitting around 91, and now he's got this wicked pitch. Boy, he got a lot better, didn't he? I mean, when we can go through the players who had amazing jumps in numbers, there's hundreds of them. We're like, wait, where did this come from?
1: Yeah. But yeah, as a player back so.
0: then, and just like this kid now, who's like, wait, I'm not in the majors, but this guy's got a 13 year deal for like 260 million dollars. Yeah. Like and there's I, there is a chance that but also Junior may have, may have been doing funny stuff the entire time and might not be good.
1: And got there's his a contract based on it. Sure. Yep. And and this kid. And, this kid is supposed to. Again, I get being frustrated because you see the tweet that's like, "Hey, a story for him to tell forever." Like, yeah, I'm trying to make it where he is, and right, I could right, cheat too right. and get there. You know,
0: I'm going to get a lot of good stories when I have a 10-year career in the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. those are better stories.
1: Better. And for I could family. have, maybe I could have gotten that by cheating, but instead I didn't, and now I'm stuck here. Who knows? Maybe he did. I, I don't know, but I'm sure that's part of the the thought process. Stick your hand in there, Dave.
0: Were you cheering for Russell Westbrook last night against the Lakers? Clippers have now won 11 straight. I don't think Ty a, is, is that. I think Ty Lue's never lost to the Lakers, and I think they're 10 and I think he's 11 and 0, and they're 10 and 1 ATS.
1: I don't think there's a good guy in that, in that battle.
0: Westbrook sticking it back at the Lakers. Well,
1: I don't think the Clippers Lakers. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a hero. I think that there's all villains on both teams. But um, except for LeBron, LeBron's great uh yeah Russell Westbrook though playing Lakers who basically just kicked him to the curb <laughs> set him packing and said we're better without you we don't need anything in return uh wait is that, that why is that
0: why you made is this an accusation is or, or is this someone who said this you called you used the gruden term for Westbrook what's that the energy vampire
1: no they did the Lakers did they did it publicly yeah. oh yeah oh nice yeah I didn't see that yeah they called him then well they called a vampire
0: Yep, which but I means... think
1: energy vampire would be the would yep. be the term, yeah. And so, when he's out on the court last night, making a couple threes, having an impact, like eleven points in the win over the Lakers, he was uh, he was going at some of the guys, including pointing at LeBron when he was making shots. Uh, I think it was you know certainly redemption for him to uh, help a team win after the Lakers said he was an energy vampire.
0: I can only imagine what LeBron was thinking. Like,
1: yeah, bro, <laughs> you were. Yes. Now you're sucking our energy again from the yes. other side. Yes. Where those makes when you are on the team? He made it. I mean, he would make two. He'd just take 12 shots to do it.
0: What a nightmare. Back in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Uh, interesting name in the portal former McDonald's All American. This is college basketball, Jaden Bradley.
1: Sure. Jaden Bradley had a, uh, a decent year for Alabama. He was a pretty good player for them, but more notably. Uh, He was with Brandon Miller, who brought the gun to the murder scene uh, in Alabama that caused so much chaos for the team this year. He was there, not charged with anything, obviously, but he's in the portal, so who wants him?
0: It pays to listen to all of Cofield and company. We'll do one final giveaway, 364-1100, 364-1100. Two tickets. Wow, Burt Kreischer is blown up. Man, he's big. He's playing T-Mobile July 12th. That's a Wednesday Fully Loaded World Tour. You can grab your tickets at AXS.com. But two tickets to go see the great Bert Kreicher, 364-1100. Caller number seven. Come on out. Silver Sevens, great place to watch the Knights tonight. 77-cent bottle special on Mic Ultra Bud, Bud Light, Angel, great job. Ari, awesome for Adam. Cofield, we'll see you tomorrow over at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI.